This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. Are today experimenting with new technology and we got we got it's it's, it's weird we're, we got video that we're not showing yet to everybody else because we're still practicing and sarah doesn't have a camera thank goodness yeah that, that makes when me you, a lot more comfortable when you want to be seen with your vanity you may just have to bring your own computer yeah that's not happening or we're we're looking into a uh, ai camera that will pan and go to people as it <laughs> hey no, uh, can she be like big bird or something so when sarah's talking oh like that lawyer who got on the zoom call and he was yeah. a cat the entire time and he's yeah. like i'm not a cat i'm me i'm a lawyer he was so funny <laughs> we'll see so we got we, well anyway i mean if we'd have a we'd have the if sarah was on here uh i.e with a uh, camera I think we get more participation. <laughs> but we do have Sarah here without a camera. Ben, Glenn is in the, in the studio. I'm studio in. And, and, but Dwayne is FX, but it does. I will admit it feels like he's in here. Yes. You yeah. look up on his big television. We can see each other now and we can see him and he's got on his make America great hat again. Again. That's a MAGA baby. Great. Again. We're going to be flagged on this one, baby. Yeah. Watch out. Yeah. We did have, uh, FYI. I don't know what was downloaded, but about 150 downloads yesterday. Because we were talking about Big Booty Trudy. No, it didn't, didn't, it wasn't that podcast. It was just 150 of them came in. I don't know why. Well, we are going to talk about Big Booty Trudy again or Big Fanny, Big Fanny. or Funny, Funny, Funny Willis. Funny, 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 Funny Willis. Bonnie Willis. That's a lot of repetitiveness. It's just Bonnie Willis. That's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Although I do agree that we should call her Fanny. Or Big Fanny. That works too. All right. Um, So Sarah, Sarah has talked about this a little bit. Yes. Of course, the podcasts are so messed up. I don't know, you know, when they're recorded, when they're played, but we talked about it some. I guess we will be talking about it some. Mm -hmm. Or did we talk about it yesterday? We did talk about it yesterday. Yes. On Tuesday, we talked about it. And that went up Tuesday. Okay, this is going up Monday. Yes. Okay, so last Tuesday, we <laughs> talked about Big Booty Trudy and Fanny, and we said Sarah had been watching it. So they the people are expecting to hear from Sarah today. Sarah has listened to it. and But my big question is, did, did Big Booty Trudy have on her dress backwards? I Actually, okay, I think I was the one of the few people who never once looked, looked at, that. at that dress and was thinking anything about the dress except for it didn't fit her well. <laughs> but but then I, I also... When they're on backwards, that yeah, could happen. <laughs> I, I wasn't surprised by it because it's like, I know that this has probably been a very tough part of her life. And so I'm not expecting her to look like she's about to go dine with the royal family. So um, I, w- I wasn't surprised by her appearance at all. And, um, I didn't know the, I didn't know about the zipper until later on I watched somebody else's podcast. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
I want to talk about it, and I'm hoping that you can answer some questions that I have. You know how busy I've been; I have not actually had time to. Can read. I just? I would like to preface this entire thing by just saying this was one of my absolute least favorite hearings to ever watch in the history of watching hearings. <laughs> just every single person. Was it painful? Yes. It like every single person who got on there, except for Big Fanny's dad, because I don't think he thought he had anything to hide. So he just went and he answered every question. Everybody else, it was like you, like you, they had to do magic tricks to be able to get some kind of answer out of them. And the judge was not helpful. Um, so basically a question would be asked. And then the person who would be asking the questions also a bunch of freaking lawyers on there. Like all of them are lawyers. So even if they're not good lawyers, they still have enough legal training to be able to think about what, what kind of questions are they asking me? What kind of like, um, I guess like what are the ways that I can get around answering this? They know all the rules of evidence or they should at least. And it's like you can tell that their brains are just like everything is pausing around them and they're just thinking about how to answer it in a way that doesn't get anybody in trouble. So that was, I think, the most frustrating part about it because the lawyers would have to repeat questions because, I don't know, just I, I hated it. So <laughs> that was just the, like, was, I just wanted to be, make like a little opening part about how horrible it was, and y'all are lucky you didn't have to. You were hoping it. that it was more fun than that. Yeah. Or just like, I don't know, like I've listened to background stuff before where I really wasn't that interested. It really wasn't fun, but it wasn't painful. And this one was painful. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, I, I I still want to know what was exactly what was it that was filed exactly that got this rolling? What 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 caused these hearings? I still haven't seen the pleading that set this all in motion. Mm mm-hmm. Um, Fanny did whenever she sat on the thing. I think that what happened. <laughs> she is, waded into deep waters. Um, I think that what happened is that there were certain people around Fanny who accidentally, it was either accidentally or intentionally leaked information to Trump's lawyer, the blonde chick. I can't remember her name. Um, and. She realized, I think she realized what was going on. Well, this was actually, this part I know uh-huh. It's close, what you said, but not quite. One of his co-defendants filed this. Yeah. I just don't know what he filed. Mm-hmm. Is it a motion to recuse? Was it a motion to dismiss? It's a motion to disqualify. To disqualify. Yeah, they're just trying to disqualify. Yeah, recuse would be judged. Yeah. Um, They're just trying to disqualify the... uh. A, Either Fanny or her boyfriend Wade. I can't remember his first name. Um, and it, like it's likely going to be at least him that's disqualified. Hold on just a second. I'm sorry, Sarah. Wayne, you may think you're not being heard, but you are. Sorry. Okay, Sarah. I'm sorry too. No, you're fine. All right. So he filed something. So he filed motion to disqualify, and 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 I think we all know the reasons is that he was. She was having an affair with a married man who was working for her, and that is considered. And he was going to the White House or something. They're just I'm, okay. I'm just, I, yeah. So the the accusations were that they were having an affair before she hired him, and that she hired him 
because he's her little he's her little gumdrop. And um <laughs> Did they use gumdrop? Yeah, yeah that was that was actually the most used word oh, throughout good. the testament. <laughs> um, that's so what they, now. now I can I can <laughs> That's what they say in in, in Big Booty Tootie's neighborhood. So yeah. uh so yeah, she hired him and um after that he's making a pretty penny like as a special prosecutor. So it's hiring specifically as a special prosecutor. So like we have normal prosecutors at our office, but if we get a case that is either above like not not above our heads, but maybe just a huge case that would or take conflict. a whole lot of time. Or a conflict, yeah. You can get special prosecutors in. And so they needed a special uh, prosecutor for the Trump case, I'm assuming, because it was going to take so much time. Um, You're already in Atlanta, where I'm assuming there's a ton of crime to be worrying about um, in your day-to-day life anyway. So they they hire him as a special prosecutor, and he's making a boatload of money from that. And um and the the second part to all of this then is that she hired him and that um she reaped benefits from it. So okay, all right. So again, I get the allegations, but but I was trying to figure out for sure they file some type of a motion to to, be a motion to, to disqualify. Yeah. And the burden probably is is probably just a an appearance of impropriety, right? They don't have to prove. From what? Okay, I watched um. One of Trump's previous lawyers actually talk about this. And from what I got, um, it's, it can be from just the appearance of impropriety. So an ethical, mm-hmm. same standard for ethical. So, all right. So, for, so, so people who may or may not know that I've said before, if anybody thinks that we were, you know, there's always this out, this reputation out there, lawyers lie and lawyers do this, lawyers do that. It's nothing is further from the truth. We, the reason you know about it is we barbecue them when they do it. <laughs> we put them out there for everybody to see. We're hanging them by the toenails. You're not going to do that anymore. The standard for us is not more likely than not. You don't have to prove that we more likely than not did something. We can say, did you appear to do it? Mm-hmm. That's all it takes is an appearance of impropriety for the Bar Association to be down, not the disciplinary council, to be down your throat. We, re- we regulate ourselves because we don't want the government to regulate. And that's why I keep telling you, I think this lawfare is going to eventually take care of itself because I do believe the lawyers are going to go, no, 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 we're not going to let you do that. I'll bet you, I'll almost, yeah, you know, I'm going to make a prediction as, as, as your buddy got, your, your guy, Scott Adams says, I'm going to make a prediction that, that indigent or how you say his name, indegenerate, the guy that just hit Trump, he's going to get bar. So he's going to get, he's going to get, Sanction. All right. So, so basically, then he, he they're able to say that they need to be disqualified because they're being an F. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. That makes sense, and that would be appearance of impropriety, which is a very low bar. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently they've jumped that bar several times. Yeah. Okay. So back to it. I've been dying to hear that part of it, Sarah. That's why I, I, okay, sorry, yeah. I, I've been trying. To, I've been asking that question now for two or three weeks, and and I get it now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and, and it was interesting because this case is riddled with privileges and, um, I guess like walls for like preventing other people from testifying. So they, um, Trump's lawyers had to jump over a lot of those to be able to get into kind of, um, 
like kind of deep dive into exactly what was going on here. But it's it was funny because it started off with um one of Fanny's old friends. So they knew each other from maybe college or something like that. They turned up or something. I don't know. Fanny definitely mentioned some weird words whenever, like, I don't know, like whenever it came to like partying or whatever, there was something that she said, but, uh, it, yeah, <laughs> it started off with this insanely angry looking woman. Um, she could tell that she did not want to be there, but she, she knew Fanny. Um, they back in college. They had not really hung out for a while, but it turns out she moved to the Georgia area and they reconnected, um, became friends for a little bit. Then that woman wanted to move out of her apartment. So she needed a sub a sub lessee. Is that right? Yeah. And, um, and Fanny was moving out of her place or something. So she leased, like she, she sublet it. No, I don't want to say bad at those words. Anyway, she took over the lease. Um, and that woman is saying that she knew Fanny throughout all this time, uh, and that the relationship with her, um, Fanny and Wade started in 2019. I, I need to say something for anybody listening that may want to hire our firm. Uh, Sarah and I don't do we do not real estate. We turn that over to Kevin Seal in our office. And he is an expert at it, and we send it to him. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I, I avoid that. That is not we don't the one. We don't. We would kill ourselves if we had to do real estate law. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, there there are other we would drink the Kool Aid. We would do it together. Yeah. Who can actually handle it like Kevin, but not us? <laughs> Thank goodness. A sub, it sounded like she was a sub sub lessee, but go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, I know. Like it it, it is insane. Um, my my lack of knowledge in that area. So um, let's see. We've got so we've got the friend that goes and does that. And that opens the door because they were trying to get Fanny to testify, but they couldn't do it because there was no reason to let her do it. And it's a very high burden to require a prosecutor for a case that's being prosecuted um, to get involved and have to testify. So he's the special prosecutor. She's the actual prosecutor, like or the DA. I gotcha. And you can't just say, hey, we want to call them to the stand. You have to have and a we, real We kind of talked about that yesterday. And, and, and this may be new to you even as a new lawyer. There is an unwritten rule is that you don't call a lawyer to the stand unless you've uh, you've done everything else you yeah. possibly can. And I want lawyers and judges on the stand. Mm-hmm. And it, so just that alone. But then she you add to it that you're trying to put on the stand the prosecutor and the special prosecutor. Like the D.A. and, and the special prosecutor. Now, yeah. I want to say the special prosecutor. She's right. That doesn't mean the short bus prosecutor. <laughs> However, it looked like it. <laughs> Uh, that, yep. so, no, I'm not even going to go there. I had a joke, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I will not use it. So, so what was it true, Sarah, that Mr. Wade had never prosecuted a felony before ever? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, I think he was a magistrate judge or something for a little bit. He was a PI lawyer. Yeah. And and there's another code out there with the bar association talking about somebody who is there because they're just there. Yeah. They call them sharp dressers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. That's a code for that is... You hear a lawyer's a sharp dresser. <laughs> yeah. That's the extent oh. of their skills. Oh, empty suit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you, you're, you're getting in on this now. You're getting in on the code. Yeah. <laughs> He's a sharp dresser. 
Um, <laughs> Sharp dressed man. That's going to go right there. That, does that answer your question? <laughs> he's a sharp yep, dresser that ever bells. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So he, so after this woman comes up there, she's just really moody, doesn't want to work with either. Like she wasn't, she wasn't being, um, defensive, unlike all the other people that come up and testify later on. She did answer every question. It was easy, an easy flow, um, with this woman, but basically she was the one that laid down the foundation of, gotcha. I knew these two people. And I know for sure that their relationship started in 2019. And, and they had lied on the record in a, in a, in a, in a um, divorce proceeding. Yeah. That, that's in, coming. In a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's going to come up as okay. far as uh, the next guy who comes in. Cause uh, um, sorry. I didn't no, you're, fine. Up the present. you're fine. Um, and with her, yeah, they open the door because they were trying to get Wade to go in and now they finally can get him to come in. Um, he, Gets on the stand and he's sharp dresser. You can tell. <laughs> uh, it was it was kind of weird because the um the, the I'm sorry Trump's lawyer started off his testimony so strange where she was like we used to be friends right and I supported you in your um in your campaign right and the judge was kind of like please move on from that like we don't care about your personal opinion so that was kind of <laughs> awkward the whole thing was just everything about it was awkward but i think it was around this time that the bickering between the two women started so the prosecution has a woman who's brunette trump has a blonde lawyer and the amount of times that they go back and forth at each other at the beginning is so frustrating and just like i just cringed all the guys were hoping they would cat fight you okay yeah Thank not without that. mud <laughs> <laughs> sorry sir. but what i primarily got from wade i really don't remember his first name wade's stuff is that First of all, he, he didn't want to answer any questions like that, that. He was the he was the beginning of everybody trying to find a reason not to answer the questions. But what we got from him was there was a divorce that was going on. And the way that he described that divorce is interesting. So it started off in 2015 or something around that time where he and his wife separated because of irreconcilable differences. But they stayed together for their kids. And so they knew whenever the kid turned 18 that they were going to get a divorce. But the like he defined his marriage as basically ending in 2015, even though they were still married and didn't file for divorce until um until whenever 2020. Recently. Yeah, I think it was I think it was I think it was the day after he was hired as a special prosecutor. That's how it's true. That was yep. it. Yeah. Uh so, yeah, so like that, that was what was interesting about whenever you talk about the divorce proceedings and him answering interrogatories, like all the questions that you have to a- answer as a party to the divorce proceedings. Each each party is asked different questions about your conduct in the marriage and about your finances and some like stuff along those lines. And he was asked about extramarital affairs and he was asked about finances in relation to those extramarital affairs and each time, despite us knowing, I think that like the last time this was asked was in 2023, but at that point they clearly established a relationship. There's no dispute about that. So, um, 
he they're saying that they started the relationship i think shortly after became a special prosecutor but it was not before because and he was paid like 600,000 a year or something yeah he was paid a ridiculous amount because uh, and he, the, was, and he the, was billing it and yeah. the rico expert that's working under him the expert the true expert he didn't know he all right so wade thought rico was a mexican okay he did not know what that what it even meant <laughs> so i'm prosecuting rico yeah. Right, yeah okay <laughs> why don't we call rico to the stand Anyway, um, um, but does that, show that, how un, does that show how unserious the prosecution was of actually getting Trump and company? I didn't really get much from the, that actual prosecution, how any of that was working. It really was just kind of their relationship outside of it. I think that the fact that they would have a Rico specialist working underneath the, the pretty pantsuit, whatever his name is. What do you call him? The fact that they had somebody who's actually knew Rico working under him probably shows that they really were trying to get that. I don't know. Yeah, they were using it as a fundraiser, but they were they did have somebody who knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were they were getting their benefits from it. But yeah. So as far as the divorce timeline goes, that becomes a really big part of it. And it's a big part of it in two ways. First of all, whether he lied throughout the um interrogatories and whatnot and second of all that was the biggest effing block to figuring out what actually happened but i think the fact that it was a block indicates that there was a relationship going on during that like before why is it important that it happened before to me it would be just as bad as it's happening now because oh they lied under they lied under well they lied under oath and because she hired him for that for that purpose. But yeah, I do understand what you're saying where she hired him and now she's getting a benefit from him. But if she hired him knowing like that was her boy toy. Yeah. I, I think that, I think, I think the key is, is that in the deposition of in the divorce trial, he lies he and said it. So I think yeah. that that's, that's to get, get, but, but that would, that would apply even to the relationship timeline that we know. So we know that it started, I think, I think it was around 22, 22 is what they're saying. And with that timeline in 2023, he would have lied on those interrogatories okay. because he said that part of the interrogatories. That were, makes it so much worse, too, guys. Yeah. Written interrogatories are in writing. You're in writing. You have, yeah, you have, you're writing. not nothing. You're not getting a gotcha. Yeah. You're able to read the whole thing and, and say, OK, exactly I'm going to I'm look all these questions they've asked and we do it all the time. And you start with the one that's your theory of the case and then you match it up. <laughs> <laughs> They're not lie, though. You have the, all the time in the world to tell the truth. Go ahead. On the stand, they're trying to get their story straight, and I believe Fanny said that she said their relationship didn't start in earnest till she hired him in November, and it was like maybe February the next year when their relationship started. I think that's the most I got out of it. What did you get, Sarah? Well, wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? Our affair didn't start in earnest. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we're, we're just. Now her 30 year old college friend that had worked for her, um, said that she knew back in 2018 they were holding hands, kissing, and it, it, from what she's seen with her own eyes, plus the, you know, second hand, her fanny told her that they were together. Okay. I don't remember the specific timeline. All I know is that, and I didn't, I didn't really need, I, I didn't feel like I needed a specific timeline on this because well, the only way you know what they, 
Uh, At least the way that when I saw what I saw, I would know that when they were lying is 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 either they've re- increased their volume, no, yeah, they increased their volume, or they they looked off in space. If they were looking off in space, you knew their brains were really trying their hardest to figure out how do I get out of this. Yeah, so they, as far as that timeline goes, all I got from it, and I don't believe their timeline anyway. I kind of don't care. I feel like it's been debunked I, I, I got from you. I got you. Um, the the whole. You can't believe thing. a damn thing they say. No, I can't. But. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a similar timeline, though, where she hired him and then shortly after that, okay. they already knew each other for a while. And they don't dispute that they knew each other starting in um, 2019, whenever they both went to a conference together. He was a teacher. She was she attended one of his little sessions. It was kind of funny because Trump's lawyer asked her a question about it. And she was like, I didn't meet him in the class. I probably met him outside of the class. And so she was that fighty about it where she was like, you met him in a conference in a class and, and Fanny would dispute uh, even that. Uh, yeah. It was probably outside of the class. I was talking to a judge. He came up to us. And so it's like, you, you could just say I met him at the class. Like that, you really did meet him there basically. But yeah. So she, she's saying that they knew each other for a while. They probably, and they both said this, they probably went and had dinner together a couple of times, but just completely. Um, platonic friend kind of thing. They paid in cash. Yeah, they paid. There was so much cash involved. Um, <laughs> paid in cash. Everything's in cash. Yeah, there's a receipt, and then I paid him back in cash. Yeah, they were, you know I carried a lot of cash. Yeah, there was a receipt, but that don't look at that receipt. Who paid for it? Because I actually paid for it. It was just in cash. Don't look at the receipt. Uh, Accountants only slow things down. So, figures get in the way. So she, it's my understanding that the, that everything started, like, okay, she's trying to say that it started shortly after. And the reason why she has to say it started shortly after is because they have proof that it started shortly after where like the same month or around that same time that they allegedly started finally hooking up. They also happened to go on a cruise with his mother, Nathan's mother. Thank you for helping me understand that name. But yeah. Um, yeah, they went, they went on a cruise to one of those places. It was either Aruba or the Bahamas. A fun place. I don't know which continents it's on though. A fun place. Y'all don't understand. Oh, she made a continent joke? No, she didn't make a continent joke. They, she made a a comment that Nathan has visited several continents, almost all of the continents. And one of Trump's attorneys came up later and was like, which continents did you go visit with him? And she was like, what continent is Bailey's on? And she was like, I don't know. I don't know anything about continents. Um, I just know that I've been to Aruba, into the Bahamas, into Bailey's. So whatever continents oh, those are on, no. I, you know, you, like I probably, if I had time oh. to think about it, could tell you. So yeah, oh. that was kind of a funny part of it. No, you know, gosh, dog it. Plato was so right. It just turns into a clown show, these elections. Yeah. How did she get elected? Yeah, it's impressive. She promised to get Trump. Yeah. All right. All right. That's amazing. So they went on cruises. That's where all of this kinds of starts. And I, I think that, okay, so she hires them. They start their relationship shortly after they're hired, and they're immediately going on cruises. I mean, that alone is just an indicator of something fishy is going on, where you're not just going to jump on a boat to another <laughs> uh, to another country. <laughs> 
with your money. Another with, continent? With no. a, yeah, another continent. <laughs> well, they brought her a with, with, with this random guy, yeah, that you, you just started dating and his mother. <laughs> and apparently his mother was pissed off. That's, that was another comment that Fanny made at one point. They were, also, two That's places is one trip. That was kind of funny where she, I think that they went to one place and then they flew to another place. And so I think that was, she was trying to dispute how many trips she'd been on at this one point with the lawyer where the lawyer was like, so you went on this trip and then you went on another trip. And she's like, I didn't go on another trip. She's like, yes, you did, because we have receipts showing that you went to this other place <laughs> after you went to the Bahamas. And she was like, that's not, that's not two trips. That's one trip. Like if we, if I didn't go back home. And and rest there and then go somewhere else and that's not one trip. That, I'm sorry, that's not two trips. That's one trip. So, so hanging, uh, out in, hanging out in Miami for a few days before the cruise and then hanging out after the cruise. That's all one trip. Yeah, no, it was it was that she went on a cruise, but then they went somewhere completely different from the cruise, like somewhere you wouldn't expect. Oh, I can't remember where it was, but it was somewhere you wouldn't. I go to New Orleans. Or yes, or like Tennessee or something like that. Yeah, they, so they, that, that was another thing that she was trying to dispute, but they went on this long trip. The mom was pissed off for some reason at the end of it. And then you kind of get into the rest of the arguments about cash. Uh, I, I, this I would, is so bad. I know, it's so bad. It's so bad. But I would like to go back to the divorce timeline because this is alone where it starts is that that was in 2022, I think. And he's being asked in his divorce proceedings, are you having an affair with anybody? Like who, who all are they? And have you paid for anything? Um, and it wasn't just gifts because he kept on trying to say it was just gifts that they were asking about in those interrogatories, but it wasn't. It was like, do you, we need to see your receipts. We need to see this. We need to see that showing trips and other expenses that you paid for other romantic partners. And he wrote none in there. Um, and at that point, that's where it's kind of like, that's where he get in, he got into bickering with Trump's attorney about what a marriage is, what's the timeline of the marriage. And oh it's my. funny because even the interrogatories clarified it and he still wouldn't admit to it. So he's saying that the interrogatory asked about during his marriage. And he said, I was I was no longer in a marital relationship with her starting in 2015. So anything outside of that, I don't count to be within the marriage. It's like you are still. Married, you'd never filed any divorce. He's a, door, he's a lawyer. He knows better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, you could tell what they're trying to ask. But even then, the funny part to that was that it said, like some of the interrogatory said in your marriage or up to this point. So uh, it clarified even what that meant. And it still showed that he lied. And so then he would try to twist it around and say, no, I think it was more about gifts. So no matter what kind of. <laughs> Um, question was posed. He would try to find a way to weasel, like he would try to, he would try to weasel his way out of it, but he did it unsuccessfully because you could just tell that you're, you're making like the smallest little critiques. The minute you lie, you're, you're boxed. Yeah, exactly. Especially something this important. Mm -hmm. You know, when he was frozen up that time, I I think with all this trip stuff and all, Mm -hmm. you know, he was frozen up. You could see it It was almost like he went into that McConnell, you know, McConnell, when he went during that interview, he went, I swear, I thought, I'm not kidding you, Seth. I thought he was going to say, we take the trips. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we take, we take the trips. Yeah. That's a movie reference. <laughs> Is it, uh, four, four Christmases? Christmas. Yeah. Uh, so that, that divorce timeline was interesting. And again, this is why I think 
This is why I kind of don't care about most of it. Whenever you think about the appearance of impropriety and whether they should both be involved is that any time a question was asked about their relationship uh, and like, I, I guess like discussions about it or anything like that before 2022, whenever he was hired, immediately shut off. It said, no, this is covered by privilege. His attorney, his divorce attorney came up and testified and he was reminded of his privilege before uh, by Nathan's own like group or attorneys or whatever. Bank of attorneys is what our esteemed Dwayne Trump calls them. Yeah, that works. Uh, so he was reminded of that before this hearing even happened. Of you just don't forget your testimony. Yeah, your, your all right. So he claims, and I don't believe this. I'm just gonna say, I, I, if I have to guess, I think he. It's not true that the bar association advised him not to testify. Now, what that? Let me let me explain that. Sarah may not even again. Some of this stuff's being an old lawyer having represented lawyers who've been in trouble with the bar association. I know how this works. They have a they have a line you can call and say, this is what's going on. Is this ethical? Right. Mm-hmm. And they're going to give you the most. You know, they're not going to tell you specifics. They're going to say, here's the rule. Yeah. And they'll say, OK, the rule is, is if you represent somebody, you can't testify. Mm-hmm. But they're not even calling him about that. They're calling him about office arrangements and, and things like that, not about advice he gave mm-hmm. you. So if I. I'm representing you and I see you run a red light. They can call me to the stand and say, I saw, I saw Glenn run that red light. Yeah. They can't ask me, Oh, by the way, how's his divorce going? Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I don't do divorce, by the way, or property. Yeah. We're narrowing it down. Yeah. In fact, our office will not divide asunder. Divide asunder. There you go. Yes. But. That was that that kept on coming up and it was over and over and over, especially whenever Nathan's attorney came up and was trying to talk about what he knew. He knew that they knew each other around 2019. But then immediately after it got to that first meeting of like, oh, yeah, like I'm aware that they met around this time. Shuts off. I'm not talking anything about their relationship. And I feel like as far as all of that goes, Everybody is saying very clearly that they knew the relationship started in 2022. I see. I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. So he's a divorce attorney. Uh huh. And so he would know about Fanny and he could not talk about that. Yeah. He couldn't. He could yeah. only talk about it before. Okay. I get it. Yeah. So this I get is Nathan's it. attorney. And Nathan was also, I think Nathan was the one that actually, whenever I say Nathan, it's Nathan Wade. Now I've, uh, again, Gwen, Glenn helps me with that. I called you Gwen. I'm sorry. You're not, you're not from Spider-Man. On Friday. Yeah, on, on Friday and I guess uh, Wednesdays. <laughs> but his, yeah, so his, uh, his divorce attorney would shut off between that time period. And I think that if they weren't having a relationship, it would have been known that there was no kind of relationship, no kind of discussion about her before that 2022 date, because everybody knows that that 2022 date is whenever they started dating out in the public. Like that's what we hear from them. And so that couldn't be privileged. And so if that's whenever they started dating, even if it was like she and I are dating at that point, that wouldn't even be covered by attorney client privilege. I don't think. I could see how I could argue. I could argue it. I would say if I were trying to do it, mm-hmm. my argument would be 
He was having if he was having an affair, I was having to advise him how to negotiate that in the marriage to keep you from losing all your money. Mm-hmm. And so he would be aware of Fanny and he could not say that. He would not be able to talk about the relationship because it could affect it, it, that was that was all disclosed to him as part of the attorney client privilege. Exactly. And that would have been before that 2022 day. Right. Right. So anything before he could he could talk about anything before he could not talk about. Because what I'm saying is it's known everybody it's out in the public. What we're being told is that this relationship started in 2022. This is by Fanny and by Nathan. I got you. And if they were having an affair before that date, before it was known, then that's what that attorney couldn't be talking about there, because there, it would right. be known to him. But when did they just start? Did, when did they establish an attorney-client relationship? That's where I was. Before that, 2017. Oh, okay. You're I want right. to chime, yes. right. yes. okay. chime in here. Okay. I want to chime in. So Nathan Wade's um, lawyer partner, Terrence Bradley, testified he could not recall what year he started representing Wade, says he never signed a client contract and did not bill Wade. Wow. He, but I, I watched his testimony today, and he said it was probably about 2017. Um, because uh, yeah, but he can't that, prove it. That yeah, he can't prove it. But he said that that was around that time. And what I'm guessing, it was before 2019. If if, if I had to guess, and that's a big deal because the relationship, according to Fanny's friend, started in 2019. So if their attorney-client relationship started in 2017, then that means that anything. Any kind of affair they had would have been covered by that privilege up until 2022, whenever they're openly dating. And that's not even like that's just known now. Um, So does that make sense as far as like that's why I think that him not talking about it and saying like they immediately whenever any kind of question is asked about, do you have any kind of knowledge of a relationship between the two of them before that 2022 date immediately? Other lawyer time in saying that's covered by attorney client privilege and okay. cut it off. And I, and I, and the point that Dwayne was making, it was BS 2017 was BS. They could not prove it. Yeah. They made it up. Oh, so, so there really wasn't a privilege. Right. That's what you were saying, right, Dwayne? That's what you're getting at. Yes. There was also something said by the judge towards the end of this hearing. Do you remember what that was, Sarah, that said, wait a minute. I think maybe his attorney didn't understand the nature of something like they both left some office for some other reason. Mm-hmm. And, and now the judge is questioning if the ti- client attorney privilege even applies to that situation. I think that what's going to happen with this is it's, it, it's just, it smells bad. It looks bad. And I think that both of them are gone. Um, no matter the specifics. And that's kind of why I didn't really get into the specifics because at this point you can just kind of tell like it's if, if something happened to where the judge said, no, they're good to go, then I would want to look at this closer and try to figure out what the hell happened. But at some point it's, it's, it's counting sand on a beach. Yeah. There's just so much. Yeah. There's so much. Exactly. (laughs) That's sand. (laughs) But I thought the divorce timeline was really interesting. And again, how he tried to skirt around those questions and the reason why the interrogatory questions were such a big deal and him lying on them. And that's what he was doing. He was lying on them is because it goes to He'll all of his credibility. Yeah. Ugh. Um, I hope he has good suits. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably has a stockpile of them, but that was the first part of it. And the second part, we can kind of go into their trips because that was a huge, <laughs> huge moment for everybody. I feel like. And on the, on the trips, wasn't it? Five trips in six months. 
Uh, fortress. No, that was Joe Biden. You, wait, you're confusing Joe Biden. Oh, you're talking, he fell down. Okay. No, him and trips he makes. He's yeah. on vacation mornings working. Wait, I didn't know about that. Uh, oh, I thought yeah. you were talking about him falling. Never mind. He fell twice? That too. Okay. So he, he went on five references. trips okay. and trips. All right. So, so let's go to the trips. Yes, the trips. Yeah, it was a ton of trips. They went on a ridiculous amount of trips going everywhere. And before all of this happened, Fanny talks about in a book how broke she was before her election. And that kind of plays big into this because she's talking about how she doesn't really have a lot of cash whenever she first gets hired on this. Now, she is saying that when she actually came DA, she was able to start stockpiling money and getting that that money back together. But whenever you run for DA, it takes a lot of your resources. Well, some of the cash she had in her house came from campaign funds. Yes. So that's that's how that on the stand that immediately. Yes, that is. That's immediately how she started building it back up again. And she just said, I take a little here (laughs) from uh, Publix. I take a little here from Walmart, but I take a big chunk of money for my own campaign funds. But yeah, so that's she said that on the stand. I know. I feel like you just get so caught up in the moment that things slip from you and you know, you're trying to hide so much, so many secrets, but she came in there guns a blazing. I loved watching her walk in there. I loved watching everybody's faces whenever she walked in there. I loved how she had a piece of paper in her hand and she like throws it down onto the prosecution's table. You could tell she is ready to testify. Her defense, her, her her lawyers are trying to come up with arguments to prevent that from happening. And she's like, no, I'm waving it. I'm waving it. I'm coming in to testify right now. I've been waiting for this all day. I'm coming in. And yeah, that's that was the beginning of it. Wow. Yes. Angry woman. I, I sent you all those pictures. Was short bus still on the stand or was he gone? No, you just left. Okay. Because, well, what happened is he was he was on the stand gets off the stand and apparently she's at her office somewhere else. You've got other people in another room is what she's saying, listening to it. She's pacing back and forth her in her own office. They all start yelling, he's done, he's done. And she realizes, well, shit, it's my time. <laughs> so the, that, that was kind of the beginning of the test. If you made this movie, it would be so bad you wouldn't watch it. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. It so was bad. a train wreck. It was. But she, so she goes over there. And that's how the testimony starts is that's how I knew it was happening that uh, the Trump's lawyers got out of it. And it's kind of funny because her wording was interesting throughout all this. I didn't know her dad was I'm assuming he was, he was a pink panther. Yeah, he was. He was a pink panther. <laughs> he did quit the pink panthers, though, apparently, whenever he realized that he didn't like all their messages. But I didn't have any quarrels with her father. He seemed to be he seemed to be a well-known respected attorney is what i'm gathering he 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 was he's known for being with some palling around with some known criminals very violent criminals right isn't that right i, I think i could know. be wrong i i'm not I may be jesus unsure. walked with the prostitutes i'm just kidding but uh, <laughs> yeah it's true but i i i want to say that he was he that he i think i'll tell you what i think happened i think he was hanging around with some sketchy characters and this sketchy character did something really bad and he distanced himself. Mm-hmm. I saw a piece of his testimony. He looked like the kind of guy you'd have to have lunch with. You would love it. Yeah. You'd no, I, I, time I actually, he was the only person I was okay with watching other than the woman that was, that went first. She was like, did the um, pink Panther thing come up or did you? No, 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 no. It was, it was very brief. It was about basically trying to just verify some of the stuff that she said, but we can get to that a little bit later because I thought it was interesting what he brought up and why it was not really good for him. Okay. But 
if you go into her testimony, that's how she starts it. And, um, uh, with, with the, that's why I came up here is because I knew that he was done and it only made sense for me to do this. Then, um, she, she had like a freak out. I mean, you could tell she was just on edge. So it's, she sits down and immediately says, but I need the filings. I need the filings right now. Like she's like intense about getting the three papers that Trump's attorneys filed against her because some of them weren't completely factually correct. There were some small errors, but they, you figure that out a little bit later whenever you get more evidence. And so you clarify things. And that's kind of what happened here is you don't expect the initial filings of something that you just learned about to be completely accurate. You're just doing as best as you can with the information that you have. So she wants those three filings. They take a break. To get the three filings, kind of try to calm her down, I guess. And then she gets back on the stand with her backwards dress. Didn't work. No. Didn't work. No, did not work. <laughs> yeah. So she. There was no calming down had. She was out of control, I feel like, as far as uh responding to questions. I think that Trump's attorneys tried to keep it to yes or no questions, but the judge said yes or no to questions don't exist and they're allowed to explain everything, but basically. All right. So, so, and, and I, I brought this up yesterday. I'm not sure what rules they would be applying where they was it because it was just this type of hearing was that not strict rules of evidence that they were allowed to, the judge was allowed to control what testimony came in. Sort of like a worker's copy. You couldn't get hearsay in. You could, you could not, could not. They were okay, having so they were sticking to it. The, uh, so, so to let people know how it, it works is when, when you're not able to ask a leading question to your own witness. Mm-hmm. So if you call your own witness, you can't say you went home at six o'clock, correct? Mm-hmm. You have to say, where did you go? Yeah. I went where? What time was that? You have to, yeah. you have to establish it without leading, but you're able to lead the, the on cross examination. Or if you call somebody that's really a cross examination, it's a, it's an adverse witness. And that's what we had here. All right. So, so the, what you can, if you want to try to do what they did, and I disagree with this, this theory. I mean, what the Trump's lawyers were doing, if they did that, you can say, uh, you went it, you went to your house at six o'clock, correct? And that's, you know, the answer you wouldn't mm-hmm. ask. Yeah. And they go, well, you know, before I did that, and then they run, ramble off forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can say, Judge, could you ask them to answer the question, and then they can, but have them answer the question. Mm-hmm. You lose control of the witness that way, though. Mm-hmm. And if the judge rules against you, of course, it's not a jury. It rules against. What you usually do is you let them ramble like that, and you say, "So you did go to your house at yeah. six o'clock, correct?" Yeah. And then after a while, they go off and do it again, and they you did right. Finally, they have to answer. I saved a cross-examination where a guy did exactly that because you always hear that. You know, like as a lawyer, you always hear you ask them leading questions. If they don't answer, you just ask it again until you get what you want. Um, and objecting, objecting really isn't that good for your case it. with a, with a, uh, with a jury too. Right. A jury, yeah. a jury, especially with, especially a jury. with a jury. The yeah. jury's going to see they're not answering. Mm-hmm. Glenn, this, you did. You ask the question right over so yeah. exactly the way you ask it the first and time. You look more it may put, take ten times. You can look more put together that way too. Right. And and if the and if uh you get an objection, hey, it's been asked and answered, it's like, no, they didn't answer my question. So like that that would be it. You would wait for that the right. other side to object and say asked and answered, and you can say, No, they haven't answered it yet. So 
Um, and, and I think the judge usually recognizes, yeah, they haven't right. given an answer. So, so, so if, if, the, if, the, if they were asking that judge to help, it was, that was, no, what happened here usually was that they would, they would ask a question. They, uh, there were a couple of times where they did that. It, it was out of control. I didn't enjoy what, again, I did not enjoy watching it. I didn't even enjoy the, watching the lawyering because sometimes you can get a crappy witness up there, but the lawyer's so good that it's like, wow, that's, that's some good work. But you know, that, but, before your first trials, you had me do one witness mm-hmm. and he started off like that. He was not answering my questions and I just let him go. Yeah. You already get him worked up. He yeah. just, he just, because he was killing himself. Yeah, and by the end of it, they, we had like bailiffs escorting us out of the room because they were worried about the. He was a victim. He was so angry. Yeah, <laughs> he, was a victim. Uh, he was a victim in the case. I was representing the defendant, so uh, that was that was a fun time. But yeah, so here, here, like what would happen is they would start going off on whatever whatever long answer they wanted to give, and it happened with Nathan a lot. Where he would go off and it honestly sounded like he was done. So the lawyer would start clarifying and say, no, no, but I asked you. And then the other lawyer would object and say, um, you can't just cut off a witness during his statement. Cause he hasn't told him he's taking the trips yet. Yeah. So, but that was kind of a really frustrating one is that, uh, so the lawyer would object, say that the judge would say, yes, you have to let him finish their, their answer. That was always said. You have to let him finish. You have to let him finish. You have to let him finish. And then the next, the second part, I'm going to put air quotes around it. The second part of the answer was really just him like repeating exactly what he just said. So there really wasn't any second part of the answer. And that that's kind of what made this whole thing drag out even longer was that that kept on happening. And Nathan kept on saying that as a reason to drag out and to explain the clock. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh, I hated it. But, yeah, so eventually they tried to get into asking. um I'm going to get back to uh, Fanny. The attorney was not asking uh, leading questions at first, but then she moves into that. And it's kind of funny because um, she asked an open, I think it was kind of an opening question, but not really. It might have been just a yes or no. So that's not, that's not leading to me. I don't think that's leading. You can say like, did you go to the store yesterday? It's not, you went to the store yesterday. There's a difference between the two of those. Um and so it was a yes or no question, but Fanny starts answering it without a yes or no, just a long ramble. And the attorney chimes in and says, no, I asked you this. And the judge said, well, if you want her to answer more precisely, then you need to add a le- ask a leading question. So she asks a leading question and the opposing counsel objects and said, well, this is your own witness. So um you need you can't ask leading questions. That's what the entire effing thing was like y'all are like rolling your eyes and doing all that stuff right now that's what the entire thing that i watched was it was fresh. you know in louisiana we make it really simple i'm calling her on cross mm-hmm. at that very moment they can say that is or not you argue about it right then that's what what's your face said is like the, the trump's lawyer said she's an adverse witness and fanny said well, while she's on the stand i'm you not at- yo, sweet baby, I'm no, adverse no, witness. No, it, was, <laughs> it was the opposite she said, no, I want to be here. I really want to be here right oh, now. So no. I, I'm not adverse. That's why I don't like, that's why I like Louisiana's terms better. And the judge was the one that clarified, listen, your, your interests are adverse to hers. Right. She can ask leading. So we went through all of that for that. 
It was just, it was a big mumbo jumbo. But didn't she counter the judge and say, no, I'm not adverse. They're adverse to democracy. I'm yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then she goes into all that. She went into so much of that shit. Yeah. I'm not out of order. You're yeah. out of order. There's more one-liners in this thing. No, the, her entire, I would actually recommend watching hers. It is difficult in some situations. It's very cringy in others, but Overall, you could just tell that they put so much effort into creating this stupid story. So then they get into, um, when did you first find out about the plea? Like, when you first found out about the pleadings, did you talk to Nathan about it? You're asking Fanny this. And Fanny says, I didn't talk to him. Basically, she admits that she was, it had to have been, she was just cussing and yelling. They had, they met in a conference room and she was going off about this whole, um, filing to disqualify and everything. And that was kind of funny, but it was also interesting because going back to her dad, like the reason I brought him up is that based on her education, based on his background, they, they seem to be either wealthy or like well to do or something because she went to an all girls Catholic school. They, he was a lawyer. He would go travel again, like all across the country, even went to the Hague, um, that's overseas one time. And what is, is doing yeah a whole different a whole different continent. I don't know which one it's one. I don't know which one it was, James. But her dad went to a different maybe, continent. Maybe and I don't know which continent England's one, but yeah. But I think it's Asia. They went to the, yeah. So but but she whips out this the just ghetto talk, and I was I was I watching. You were talking about. Big Mike. Okay. Yeah. She, she whips out this like, yeah, like again, what was it? I was watching two people. They were really good. I wish I could recommend them, but I don't know their names, but they, um, they said that it was like hair salon talk where you're in there with a bunch of other girls. Y'all are powwowing and you're trying to tell them your side of the story about you and your boyfriend breaking up. And it's not worth. Bend and snap works every time. Yes. I call it head shaking. Yeah, yeah. You better not do that. Yes. And so that it, it was just a combo, a combo of those two things. And she whips out that kind of language of, um, what is it? If, if my, uh, if my friend says that I her a G, I'm going to send her a G and, and stuff like that. And it's like, what the hell are you talking about? Can you just say my friend says I owe her a thousand dollars? I'm going to send her a thousand dollars. Like, yeah. So, so. so. Somewhat like reminiscent of some kind of seventies, uh, drug dealer on TV. Yes. Okay. And, and anyway, so it seems like she's kind of putting on a show in that kind of way because I doubt that she was raised to actually talk that way and stuff like that, especially whenever her dad was up there. It's like, I just don't see that, but that it was interesting. It's, it first starts off with how she pays her friend back. So that friend that she was doing the leasing with, I'm not going to try to do the terms again, but she would, she would reimburse her friend with cash app almost every time. And that's what they got out of her. Sometimes she would pay in cash, but the vast majority of the time she would use cash app, which is a digital um way to transfer money and it leaves receipts. And that's almost always how she did it. But then all of a sudden, whenever it comes to her, little rendezvous with Nathan Wade. All I have is cash. I just keep cash on me. Wherever I lay my head, I got my cash. It's a black thing. Yeah, it's a black thing. Uh, that was uh, it was said so many times. Um, Didn't she also say it was a uh, female should have cash? She was taught that way. Yeah, that female should have, have cash every time you go on a date. $200 in cash. I am okay with that. Like, I have my credit card. I don't keep cash. Like, because you don't need to keep cash. In fact, a lot of places don't take cash. That's kind of a problem. Uh, 
Technically, that's illegal. Okay, they probably do but take they cash. Don't know she's right. Yeah, yeah, like it, it, it can be difficult to do that, or like at least, at least try to give them a hundred dollar bill or something along those lines. I, I want to say this: I don't think it is illegal. We've gone through that on here. I think it's ill- I think it's illegal for the government not to take it. Yeah. Okay. But oh, you're talking about like a kind of a libertarian. And it does say oh, it's good for all debt, public and private. It says that, but I think you can say no. I want to get paid in onions. But back to her paying in cash. So that's, yeah, that's where the whole cash thing comes up is her dad teaching her that she needs to always keep cash. Now his is from whenever there was apparent, like there was actually like segregation or something along those lines, I guess, um, where he, he was rejected one time in using, I don't know, I guess it was using a card with his wife. So if he's using a card, it would have had to have been after the whole segregation stuff right because that came out way later um but yeah he was they they said you can't use a card here so he took that as a racist thing and now he's like i keep cash everywhere and i told my daughter to keep cash all the time and hmm? well i want to make sure that nobody goes out there and refuses cash based on what i just said on this podcast check check with your lawyer yeah, check with counsel, ladies and gentlemen. We don't, we don't handle that kind of law either. <laughs> we don't handle effectivo. No, no, we don't do that. Uh, That's Rico. Yep. Oh, suave. Yes, and then I we get that. into where, where she gets the cash from. And that's where it got exciting because I did the math. So there is, they're guessing that it was about $10,000 at least that they, that should have been her part for these trips. As far as pay, if she's paying in cash, this is how much cash you would have had to have. And, and, um, Dwayne, did you say that it was six months? I think that all of those trips were taken in because that makes it even funnier. Because if that's the case, she's saying that like they were like, how did you get that cash? Because she, and the reason why this is important is that. Her money from the DA's office. That is, the, that's her blood, sweat, and tears. She'll, like she talks about that a lot. I got, oh, where'd you get that money from? Well, I got it from my blood, sweat, and tears. And it's like that's not what we're asking. It's like where was the cash from? Like where did you get it? And she gets direct deposit from her work. That's her only employment, and that means that it goes straight into her bank. So, and her the amount of cash that she has on her at different times fluctuates, meaning that sometimes she's spending it, sometimes she's getting more out, meaning that you would have to have some kind of digital um or like receipts showing that you've made withdrawals. Right. And what she's saying is other than her randomly taking out a bunch of money from her campaign, that sometimes I'll go over to Publix and get fifty dollars out. And I did the calculations for that. Fifty dollars. Yes. Like a while. Yeah. Five times. Take a whole three hundred. Two hundred. It would take two hundred if you're going to get ten thousand. It would take two hundred transactions from Publix in six months (laughs) to get the ten thousand. But you think about it, she's having to pay that before they go on the trips, and so yeah, it's it's a little bit less than six months probably. She used gold bars. Yeah. Yeah. So we have an April in here. Yeah. All right, go ahead. <laughs> but, but but yeah, so so that's what like I'm guessing like that was her reason for not having literally any kind. And she said, Yeah, there are gonna be sometimes where I have deposits, but they they didn't want to prove that. Because if like I had actually deposits showing that I was a deposit like I oh, I'm sorry, withdrawals withdrawals. If I was withdrawing 
a thousand dollars here or there, I would want to show that, like have that all ready to go here and say, yeah, like I, I actually do have that much cash on me, but is the whole idea. Help me here. Why is this all relevant? Is it because if, if, that if she didn't repay it back, then it was, it was a gift. It was a benefit that she got from okay. him being hired. Right. She's trying. Oh, I got you. Yes. So then, she, she didn't pay him back with a check. Oh, she used my. cash. She used cash. Well, they, she used cash out. So she keeps a whole lot at home. Yes. They Even brought though, up. They brought up the Georgia law or rules or whatever required that anything net over a hundred dollars for an employee or a vendor back as a gift has to be reported. And when they asked her specifically, so you're saying in total, everything that was offered to you as a gift that Wade has all this proof of because it's on his business credit card. He charged all y'all's trips and everything. She (laughs) said, she said, you know, the most there will be is one lunch maybe was over a hundred dollars. And they come back and said, no, wait a minute. I'm the Georgia rules are that you have to document net. So you have to add them all up. And she come back and said, no, we went all the time and I always paid them back and I don't have any receipts because it was always cash. But there there was one time it might be over a 100. So she kept obfuscating the net question in total. She basically, to, basically yeah, she was just getting rid of everything you know about dating, like any kind of dates that anybody ever goes on. Like, I, I don't think I've ever dated a guy. And we split the bill every time. And honestly, seeing her demeanor and how it seems like she wants to be treated, I doubt that she was the type that didn't want to be really treated we'll by it, her boyfriend. Didn't, it didn't seem credible. No, yeah, it was definitely not credible. Did anything seem credible? But no. the, and the reason why her being cashless is interesting is there's just literally no record. Of it. There's no proof that anything was paid back. So what she's getting is you have to go based on my testimony alone that this actually happened. And it's, uh, what is it? Um, so I, I talked to you about this the other day, dad, but w- whenever you have a relationship like this with your employee, where you know that you have to report things, where he's going through a divorce, where he has to report things, there's a lot of openness that you have to have with certain people in order to make sure that your relationship, like you can have this relationship, but it needs to be transparent in certain ways to make sure that you're not going about and abusing the powers that you have in these relationships or for the divorce that you're not hiding things from your ex-wife as far as finances and stuff goes where you're trying to get that sorted out. And the fact that these this couple is going on Trips that cost about, okay, her part was $10,000. It would have been $20,000 trips together. And all of that is being, um, like any kind of her part with it is not being documented at all. And then he's actually having it documented because he's having to use his card for all this stuff. You can't just again, like send your, um, celebrity cruise, uh, agent. Cash, like he's probably not just gonna like put it in a, an envelope and go yeah, send it over. In. Yeah, so he he's actually it's it's being showed on his card, but knowing the significance of ensuring that it's not a gift and it's it is being paid back and you're not abusing this relationship with your employee, that she needed to pay him 
in a way that's traceable. And I don't care what your daddy taught you about <laughs> how to keep cash, even if that like if that was even true. Well, on the date, the whole thing was is in case he says put out or get out. That's different. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean that that was not you know unusual for me. That's normal. But going on a trip to Aruba and saying I'm going to pay back all of this in cash whenever it's not a put out or get out situation, it seems like that way well, you can she still. She said put- she didn't consider him an employee. Oh yeah, that did happen. Uh, wow. Yeah, she tried. Six hundred thousand dollars says differently. As your HR redefine, professional. Yeah, she tried to redefine what an employee was. I, I tell you that they would draw, quarter, and hang the parts. What I wanted though, real quick, Mr. Rico, the real guy, the one who's really handling it. What does he have to say about all this? Is he just is he just hiding? Mute. Mute. I haven't heard of that's, that's the wise thing to be. Yeah, I would, if I were the Rico guy, I'd be like, listen, just like leave me in my office so I can keep on just looking at numbers. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they leave actually me alone. Do. Yeah. <laughs> but that was that was a big part of it was the cash thing. And I don't know, like it's just, it just it. That's why I just don't care about the details, because it's so it's so stupid. it's so egregious. Yeah, All right. So we got we get to the, let's just move it forward then, because I want to get to I guess the next person to testify was her father. He pay- was part of it. Yeah. So I don't I don't know the exact like uh, okay. it was it was hard to find a thing that went in. Who called him? I think it must have been um the prosecution. All right. So it must have been because they were the ones that were asking him questions first actually the defendants the defend it would have they would be the people who are prosecuting that charge i think that yeah i mean like yeah they were they yeah. i was at the state it was the state it was the state it was the state okay so because the state. they were using him to verify fanny's story and as a character witness yeah and as a character witness and it backfired yeah. how's that because first of all he was living with her uh up until she moved into the different apartment and it was interesting. It was kind of funny how they talked about all the threats and whatnot that they were having at the time and bomb dogs and whatnot. But he decided he was going to stay in that house despite all of those threats and the people sneaking into their backyards and breaking all of their windows and setting their roof on fire. That did not happen. It's just like they were really making it seem like it was the okay. end of the world for the family. But he was going to stay at the house no matter what. So he stays at the house. She moves out. And they're saying, I think that she started the relationship. It's her story that they started the relationship after she moved in that to that apartment whenever her dad wasn't living there. Uh, and so the dad is there to testify about the relationship and the finances. And he says that he did not find out about this relationship until right around this time, 2023, I think, ish, whenever they found out that they were going to be disqualified. Which is amazing because he like it, it really didn't help that he was testifying about the relationship because he didn't know anything about it. So if you're saying that she says we got together in 2022, it's like, hearsay. yeah, well, it's hearsay. But it's also um, it's also she kept it a secret from you. And that's kind of what the whole purpose of the everything was, is that you really don't know anything. I mean, like your daughter was dating a guy for over a year and doesn't tell you one single thing about it. And at that point, it really didn't need to be secret. Like they said that it was like a secret relationship and stuff. But if you did everything correctly, then at that point, it should have been okay. But that, um, 
So the question is, why was it secret? Yeah, why was she keeping a secret? And and so all of his testimony basically for about why, like their relationship was kind of, um, at that point irrelevant because I think that Trump's attorneys did a very good job of highlighting you didn't know anything about it and your daughter kept a secret from you. And it's kind of like if she can keep a secret from you there, she can do it other places too. And the cash thing was funny. Because he did talk about how she needed cash, but even she said that she didn't keep as much cash as he wanted her to keep. But and and it was really just a bunch of she needed to keep cash around. And and the but the, the reasons for it, it's, yeah, yeah, like the the reasons didn't make any sense. That's what she said. But they came up. They did come up with this. Is that. They discussed the cash and they discussed all of this hearing preparation. They actually called it. You prepared for this hearing um, and talked about the cash and this specific thing with her after the charges were filed. Like you haven't talked about this with her like since. And I think that that was just kind of a all of them got together and figured out their story about what the cash was for. And so I thought that he was just kind of he was very pleasant. He didn't seem like he had anything to hide, which is why I think he seemed so pleasant. And because he didn't really have anything to hide, he kind of exposed that none of the stuff that they were saying made sense and that he was basically prepped into talking about the cash stuff. Yeah. The cash thing, she's lost on that. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, you know, it, it would have been better her to admit I didn't realize that I had to know. There's no getting out of it. Mm-hmm. The long and short of it is, is from what you've told me is that, that Trump's lawyer and really the lawyer that, that, that filed the motion, they proved that he was working for her, that he was making more money than Mr. Rico, Senor Rico. And he was, um, and that this money was actually being, was really just laundering mm-hmm. because they were already dating. But now they could date on 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 Trump money mm-hmm. because they were following suit against Trump. And they had this money that was given to them to do this for a special counselor. And that for him to get that job, he had to take that ugly thing out on dates. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. sharp dresser could do better. You know that. You absolutely know. You can look at him and go, no, he could do better than that. She emasculated him, too. Wait, no. Yeah. Wait. Is that the word? It's emasculated. Emasculate. Yeah. yeah. So that was something that I didn't catch. I watched two conservative black podcasters on this and I absolutely adored them because they were able to explain things. So one of the women, I think the one of the women podcasters, she used to be into illegal activities, but then got onto a straight path. So both of them are Christian now. And the way that she was talking about Fanny her financial dealings and the way that she talked about the relationship. They were the one that said that this was like hair salon talk uh, is what this woman who used to be on the dark side of stuff, how she would handle her business. So she was like, um, this might be like a more uh, elite or whatever version of it. But she was comparing the two of them of all of this is just shady dealings, which is what I used to deal with is which, which is why I can smell it out. But if she was broke, how did she never mind? Yes. Yes. No, that's a good question. How did she afford all of that if she was broke before all of this? She didn't make I enough got, money. I got the feeling she was skimming off the top of everything she was doing and touching. All right. 
So, so, I mean, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. You, that, that, that sums it up. That sums it up. It, 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 did anybody get a receipt for that dress? <laughs> I, I just, I'd like to match it up. Yeah, but that, um, <laughs> what was it? I was just going to mention one paid thing cash. about. Yeah, she paid cash, so she, she didn't know where she got it <laughs> or how to put it on. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, so that, I don't know. It was just the, the whole thing. Smells. All right, so where's the status of it? Is it done? No, the judge is going to make a decision on it, I think, soon. So he took it under advisement. The hearing's over. I think. It, I, I looked for it last night and didn't see anything. Yeah, I, I was having trouble finding it. Well, I was kind of pissed off because YouTube, the way that it works is you can play something live even though it's not live. And I was trying to figure out some uh, stuff at the hearing, and they were replaying the Fanny testimony saying live, even though it wasn't live. So that was just people trying to get clicks. Gotcha. All right. But, so, so how is the, how is the, the old news media, the one that's going out of business, the MSNBCs and CNN and Fox, how are they reporting? Everybody's against her. Oh, what, 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 what trial? Are they, are they saying, I, I just want, huh? <laughs> They're basically saying what trial? Well, it wasn't a trial, it was a hearing. A big difference. I understand, but they're saying hearing? I didn't hear about that. <laughs> I'm not hearing it. They, they, they were, they would run it on their station, right? Now Fox News ran it pretty oh, yeah. live, but, uh, they ran it on their station. They said, well, that was interesting. Now let's talk about how bad Trump is and why we need to get him. You know, that's how they do it. All right, so so wait, wait. I remember. Oh my god, I was like, why did I bring up that that podcast? I remember now because the woman was able to kind of dissect some of Fannie Willis's um, testimony in a way that I didn't. We heard the code. Yes, they heard a code, and it was that um, they were trying to figure out if they were having a relationship before that date. And um, I think that it, they kept on. OK, so Trump's attorneys kept on calling it a personal relationship. And I think from that, you can gather a romantic relationship. They probably could have said romantic and that would have been fine. But every freaking time they tried to be delicate about it and just try not to, like, expose. I had to say a disgusting word in court yesterday to prove some facts. And if I could what go about it, start with a V. Vagina? Yes, but it was like not. It didn't stop there. It was some other stuff. But I had to say it twice, and apparently everybody was laughing, like mumbling behind whenever I had to say it, because yeah, because I had to describe some events that was the reason why somebody would get in trouble, and so her her attorneys were trying to be nice about it and delicate, yeah, delicate, delicate, delicate about it. And every freaking time they tried to do that, it's like the people who were testifying couldn't get it through their brain what was going on. And they were like, I just don't understand what you're talking about with a personal relationship. Like, did we have sex? Is that what you're asking? And so they would get like really just up front. And so they get some hoochie pop. Yeah. And it's like, can you, you know, all lawyers there, you know, you can like, you can be calm and you can say they're just trying to do it here, whatever, like use that here. But I wouldn't admit under oath I got any coochie pop but, her either. But they were, they were in, in Fanny's, Fanny's, um, Fanny's testimony. They were asking her about her ability to have a, like her having a relationship with him before that time. So from 2019, a little bit on. And she mentioned that he had cancer. And that it was impossible for them to have a relationship. And then she stops it and says, I don't want to emasculate this man. (laughs) And the podcast. 
Yes. You're making this up. No. This has got to be no. made up. This yes. Is and this is, again, before they're allowed to have an affair, technically. And um, it's Jason Whitlock. That's his podcast that I, I was I listened to them and they were able to, like, break some of this code for me and make me understand what the heck was happening whenever they pulled out some of this talk. But, yeah, she said that. And at one point, the they stopped it. And this the woman that I was talking about, she was like, that is a woman that's saying that they've tried everything, but he can't get it up. And it's like, oh, my God, that's actually uh, someone who's had to question people about relationships in the workplace. I'm glad that you weren't going to say, okay. Yes, I got you. Uh, I will say personal relationships sometimes. And they'll say, do you mean we were effing? Yep. That's okay. they, be that, cl- that. Uh, Oh, yeah, we were effing. That okay. kind of professionalism, I guess. All right. So so we're running out of time. I, I got to ask this, and, I, and Dwayne, I'm glad Dwayne's back on. Um, it, again, we, we it sounded like to me that the judge, um, he had worked for her. And and I, I can tell you that every time I've seen a relationship or a, or a judge that is, that is dealing with a lawyer that the judge used to work for mm-hmm. it's awkward it's always very very awkward same that way. you i don't i don't know that you once you've worked for because i said this before i went back to cameron a few times and after i was a lawyer and see somebody i worked for and it's still there's kind of a respect there they were my boss they were the guy you know i don't know but i i do believe that judges still rule against their former bosses that just on the stand or whether if they're in the courtroom, they just get a little bit of extra reverence. Perhaps I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't taking place here. What I want to know is what do you think the judge is going to do? I think that the judge recognizes what was going on. And I, I, um, I think that he's going to at least disqualify, um, him, Nathan, Nathan, but he might disqualify her too. I don't know if you go that far, but, uh, I, I definitely think Nathan's getting disqualified. Dwayne? I think he's got to disqualify her whole office from prosecuting That's these cases. And I think he's going to have to send it to a, a different office. Yeah. They can go to the attorney general or something like that. Glenn? I think they're going to slap their hands and she's going to continue. That's what I think. I think that if you're willing to take $380 million from Donald Trump, for something he didn't do that he that that there's no there's no victim there the banks aren't complaining the marketplace that, was the victim james and 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 yeah from the from this from the goofy uh the I, I really dude. truly believe this is all i will call it rigged well that and i um, believe that the pressure on this judge will be tremendous by the people who put her in sarah correct me if i'm wrong that they kept bringing up also a problem with the forensics of the evidence being presented and the judge kept letting them preserve the questions, but he's going to consolidate all that in a separate series of hearings. What forensics? I don't, I don't, I guess I didn't get to that part of it. Well, no. there were several, there were several times during the two days of testimony that the bank of lawyers would ask a question and the judge would kind of sidebar them and say, okay, we're preserving the question. But that's going to speak to 
the tampering of evidence or the problem with the forensics of the evidence. But I don't remember that being brought up, not not during Fanny's or Nathan's, because that would have been something that like if if it was about tampering or forensics, I think that would have been something that sparked my brain. But I don't remember. Was it with the was it with the the witness that was setting the foundation, her, her roommate? It was happening when there was not anybody in the witness stand. When the I know, I know, but who, who would have, all right. So let me explain this, and then and then you tell me if I've got what's going on here. Basically, this is is that they were trying to set a foundation in order to be able to put Wade and uh, Big Booty Trudy on the stand. All right. So so to do that, they start trying to put in evidence, and it gets objected to. So then they'll have a, a separate hearing and put the witness off the stand, send them over to another room because they're under sequestration, sequestration. And then they start trying to put that evidence in and the judge rules right then and they, and says yes or no, it goes in. Person objects, says, okay, well, then we want to take an exception that we can use it later. If we got the right to appeal. This. That would happen I, quite a bit. That would happen. I, that I, that, that happened, but I was, I got now remember I'm a lay person but I got the the feeling that some of the stuff they were talking about was was the motion to dismiss not just because of Fanny and Wade's relationship but also because of something to do with the evidence that was being presented in the uh trial against Trump and company and so the judge was trying to preserve that for a different hearing rather than the one about Fanny and Oh so they were getting this stuff Yeah so that would be that would be a motion to squash That's something that I didn't squash yeah, yeah, come up that was second gun drop <laughs> I that would be something that I I wasn't even paying attention to that part of it because I feel like that's such a separate part that has its own complications that even if that was kind of brought up I wouldn't have paid attention I was just kind of focused on um what what I was getting how I was feeling about right. this whole situation yeah, which is what I wanted you to do Yeah and I I really do think that um it was overwhelming right yeah and i and i know that people some people didn't like the judge because it seemed like he was just kind of letting people go off and do whatever they wanted to do i've seen a lot of judges get accused of doing that but i feel like sometimes it, like he would cut people off whenever he's kind of ready for it it was like you're going too far like i i we already understand where you're getting at with this line of questioning you don't need to go further like she would try to um what is it trump's lawyer would try to do that as far as you know Whenever a judge is going to rule for you and you know that he's going to rule for you, but then you want to keep on asking questions and he basically tries to cut you off. That's kind of what would happen with her sometimes. And that's what I was getting from um, the reason he would cut her off. It wasn't him being a jerk. It was I already got it. Like, I I got what you're saying here. And uh, based on what Fanny is saying, based on whatever this other witness is saying. Yeah. And I want to make it. If I didn't make this clear, I'm trying to make this clear. I don't think you can uh, you can look at that judge during the testimony of Big Booty Trudy because I think that two things were playing to give her a lot of leeway. One is that he was she was his boss, and I think he probably respects that. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is she was a person of extreme high elected office, right. and you give a lot of leeway. If you, it, it, I, th- I did not think the movie yeah. was good as far as the, the the lawyering in it. I've seen much better. Then that one where he goes, you want me on that wall? Right. You know which movie is that? What is that called? Uh, 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 a few Good Men. A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. Is that what it is? Jack Nicholson. Okay. Yeah. 
in that the beginning, if you remember the 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 ALJ that was here in that case was very very very. He gave you had to give that guy a lot yeah, of respect. Yeah. It's not the man as much as it is the position. Yes. She's a DA in high in a very important office. She was handling a case mm-hmm. against the president. I think he everything I heard he did, none of it surprised me. Yeah. I think he's gonna give a lot of so all these people predicting this he's gonna go with her. Based I don't think on, based on him being like extra nice to her there. No, like I think that that was just a respected respect. colleague, a respected yes. position. I think the like, judge, yeah, a young judge handled it well. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah, I wasn't worried about the judge. Okay, but the reason I'm sure. saying no is just I don't. I'm I'm jaded. Um, I'm I really truly am going like these judges. I mean these cases are rigged. However, I want to say this: he is not that into jerk or whatever his name is in New York. He's not that guy. Okay. And, and so it's, you know what? I'm not going to make a prediction. I, I will say this. I wouldn't be surprised if she's not kicked off. I will say this too. I will be surprised if, if Mr. Uh, Sharp Dresser doesn't get this barred. I would, yeah. And that might be what happens. They disbar him and she's fine. Mm-hmm. No, she'll never be fine. <laughs> well, but let's say she'll still be on this case. <laughs> I respect the two people that it is interesting that the two people who followed it the closest say she's gone. It must have been overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It was. She did 50 big. Was. She what? She said, I did 50 big. Oh, uh, yeah. I did 50 big. his so birthday she, party. She celebrated his 50th birthday, 50th birthday in Belize, and she paid for it, all of it, and made it very clear that she paid for it and that she did 50 big. How much does she get paid in her position couple hundred thousand get out of here it costs that much to live in fulton county mm-hmm. oh my that's all the district attorney gets that well you got the soros bucks well yeah 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 there's all but sorts wait, wait, of wait, benefits wait. you forget she's had cash stock just like piled away yeah, for the longest yeah. time oh that's right yeah. 200 campaign yeah. money Basically, 200 publics her withdrawals. installation is cash I, I bet she's never even doesn't even know how to use one of those cash machines <laughs> i bet she does oh really yeah well, could you imagine getting in line behind her at the Publix cash machine and say she didn't get it from Publix and this say money she squirreled away from campaign? Uh, but you got to be she, you're in the line behind her and she's withdrawing this money, fifty dollars at a time, and you go, hey Fanny, your dress is on backwards. <laughs> Sounds like a Babylon B. <laughs> uh, we spent the whole day on it, but it was worth it. It's it was it, as a lawyer, it was entertaining, and I'm glad that I didn't have to. Go through the brutal listening of it. It sounds like Thank it would you, be Sarah. brutal. Nobody. So, you know, Sarah watches, she, that's why I know she's a trial lawyer is that she likes to watch trials. I didn't. I, I like the forensic side of it, the, the, the investigation side of it. And, and I really do believe that I'm probably as good as anybody in the country on that part. Of oh, yeah. Yeah. No, like the, the amount of investigation that you're able to do on a case. Um, I know like one case I'm thinking of specifically, just shocking how early you're able to map out things. And so that's my, you know, I have a lot that's of what I've got. Yeah. And so now I've got a trial lawyer in my office. You know, I didn't like it. I did it, but it wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I don't, I, you know, I've, I've lost so few cases sitting second chair. It tells you my problem is I have trouble connecting with juries. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want to talk about um, Alcibiades. If I bring up Alcibiades, mm-hmm. they look at me like, what are you talking, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's probably where I would come into play. I'm kind of like your average or a little above average juror, juror 
So you could have me watch something and quiz me, and I, I could probably give you what the general feedback is. Let me tell you something funny. Who tests about you? I'm going to do it on the air. This is a funny thing. When 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 Dwayne is in serious mode, his grammar is absolutely perfect, and I do grade everybody's grammar. But when he gets to telling a story, he goes into West Monroe mode, and his subject verb agreement stops; it ceases, (laughs) (laughs) and then he goes back serious, and his grammar is perfect. And that's why when I see these people saying, oh, they, this person sounded different in this, I think it's real. I think he can happen. You it's, speak storytelling, it's storytelling mode. APA, you catching it? <laughs> oh, me only got three or two bites. I get the, I mean, like I get the same thing before. Like I've, I've, I know somebody who's seen me in court and they know me very well outside of court before. And it's extremely different as far as like how I speak with people. Oh, I'm glad that you could turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not. I don't need the demon voice. <laughs> I'm very proud of my daughter's legal career so far. Uh, and and please don't have an affair with your boss if you oh, become. De- I mean, you're uh, with your boss or with your employees if you become DA. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, and if that's... you're a judge, do not do like a like Indergerner. What's his name? Indergernet or. Anyway, the guy that's in New York, he, he was sleeping with the secretary of one of the, uh, lawyers in the case he was trying. Yeah. So the judge is sleeping with a, let me say this. That's what's reported. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about the one where there was a woman judge who found another one? Oh, no, no. This judge that just gave $380 million took $380. That guy a few years back, he was. Sleeping the with a secretary of one of the lawyers. Now, what the lawyer didn't know it, mm-hmm. but, but he had been having an affair with this secretary. God. So this lawyer now has a case in front of him, and he's trying a case knowing that the secretary of one of the lawyers is he's sleeping with him. I just want to get how you, you can't just like turn that off. Like any kind of like physical attraction that you have for somebody, how can you not just turn off? that view whenever you're working like I, I don't get that maybe like oh i'm i'm usually not like attracted to a lot of people anyway like that's why it's kind of hard for me to date is because most people i look at i just don't think they're good enough i've but, said that too but i said why didn't you date when you were young yeah I, most people are not I thought, I, this is my thing was the women are better in theory than they are in practice yes yes <laughs> and so yeah that's the men are too that's just it's just so weird to me so i have a weirder case for you is uh, a judge was on some kind of hanky-panky threesome website or something like that trying to find love, and she found a, um, it was a divorce case that was being heard before her, the one of the um, parties to it. No, that's pretty worse. You're right. Tried to hit her up. And the woman is now going after that judge because that was extremely inappropriate. Yeah. Well, in that in the case I'm talking about, it made it difficult to say that there was anything wrong with it. They don't know that the secretary said anything to. She was trying to keep it quiet too. Yeah. Neither one of them. It was consensual, but it was quiet. Yeah. But they ended up getting caught out in a situation that was compromising, apparently. I, I read the article because I didn't want to come in here and talk about it without it, and it happened in the past. It's something that's being dug out. What I guess I'm getting at is this. I 
think that what's going on here, why these things are coming up all of a sudden against these judges and these prosecutors, these Soros judges and these Soros prosecutors, that's what everybody calls them, because mm-hmm. they, I think that Trump has got investigators out there looking, mm. and he didn't file it. He had his, you know that you know that his co his co defendant isn't the one who uncovered this. I was Trump honestly, gave it to him. I was I was very surprised that they were able to figure this out because it was secret even from her own father and nobody else like everybody's saying we didn't even know this existed and then all of a sudden where did it come from i believe he's not saying anything he knows this is already this is all he that's why donald trump's so quiet on the on the whole topic is he already knows this case is sunk Mm -hmm. I think he's right, and I do believe this, that every judge and every Soros prosecutor out there needs to know that the guy who can afford to pay that big fine that he just got is now sticking investigators on you. And I think that this is the tip of the iceberg. I think that Latifah James or whatever her name is, the one that's in New York, is going to be soon wearing her dress backwards. Well, I, I, I think you're right, because last night... If that happens, oh my goodness... God he is winking at us. About he did a that. town hall with Laura Ingram last night. Yeah. And she specifically brought up this topic and he kept going off and she kept bringing him back and repeating the question. What are you going to do? Are you going to pay this fine? How are you going to fight this? And he just kept saying with almost a slight grin smile that um, he, he's working on it. So he has a plan. And That's I what's going he, on. I think he knows that his yeah, plan he, most likely that, is going to work. That judge that ruled against him in that civil case in New York, they've already posted that he sent an, his, you know, shirtless. Yeah. You know, that's just one indication. He, he, you know about that? This guy's seventy something years old. He yeah. he works out. He thinks he's in some kind of shape where you want to be seen again again i make a joke that would be great for her but maybe maybe charlotte doesn't even want to see me naked in the picture my point here's the thing i made this joke i would never and it's true though it's not just a joke it's the truth there is no way that i have an affair because the only person needs to see this nasty old body naked is charlotte because she grew up with it anybody else would be shocked and throw up I'm on the verge right now right. talking about That's it. That's the point. That's the point, Sarah. That's the point. I'm a disgusting old man if I take my clothes off. Yeah. Leave them on. You know, my cat threw up this morning. I think Leave them on. Yeah. Leave them on. You're That's not going to get a picture. I don't even want my picture up there. I'm not. I'm an old man. I'm not attractive. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to be seen. And so, so I. I second I, that I shouldn't be seen. The yet. fact that that narcissist did that. But well, my that, point is this. If yeah. you're willing to take. If you're willing to take that Soros money, that means you probably aren't clean on anything else. Yep. And I think every one of these people you're have got – I think everybody else has casted a stone when they should not have casted one. And I think that Trump's investigating. That's what I got out of this. So he's running some kind of a – what is it, weekly or monthly newsletter for his high school. And that's where he's posting all this that's stuff. That's what it was. Okay. I thought it was a reunion. Okay. Thank you. Well – well, it, it was part, I think it was part of the reunion, but I don't know for sure. But I know he's running. Dwayne's right. So we've got things to do today. And Sarah's saying it's time for us to cut this is. thing off because we got to get to work. But, but don't bring such interesting stuff that can't be covered in an hour next yeah, time. Yeah. I'm just going to well, say, like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed this. Like, as far as like the investigation and whatnot goes, I did not 
I hated that I learned that much details about these two gross people's lives. And um, I just hope that the judge does the right thing here. And uh, I'll say if it's time. No, I want to say this real quick. Those of you who were we we promised the two a discussion. I'm glad that it got put off because Glenn sent me. It's the funniest thing. He sent me on a buggy ride. There was a guy that had the same name as one of the defendants or the plaintiff in that. And he sent it to me. And what it actually was, it was somebody with the same name, his bankruptcy proceedings. Well, so I read about this guy's bankruptcy proceedings for an hour. Saying, <laughs> what in the? <laughs> you see, that's what I was trying to tell you. I don't know where all that crap is. Hey, Dwayne, him. he did not get to keep the boat. Mm-hmm. He had to give up the boat. He tried to boat. Poor guy. Has his lawyer in Louisiana reading his bankruptcy proceedings? Yeah. His wife divorced him in the middle of it. It was bad. Thank you, Dwayne, though. I read the whole daggum thing thinking there was going to be something. Eventually, it was kind of like there's a joke (laughs) off the office where Pam mixes up a movie and it's like she's supposed to watch a cutesy movie, but she accidentally puts on a scary movie with a very similar name. And she said, I was waiting the entire time for Sandra Bullock to show up. And yeah, that was you. It was just like, we're yeah, just. Charlotte <laughs> told me to go to the, back in the old days when they had the, uh, the blockbuster. She told me to bring home Fiddler on the Roof and I brought home Fiddling on the Roof. Ew. Oh, good. <laughs> so you went through the double doors to get that one. I got that yeah. one. Armageddon one. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Thankfully, I didn't send him that. I got that from all in the family, by the way. That joke is stolen. All right. Well, now I would say what is not stolen? I tell you something that's not stolen and that you can pretty much count on is if you go to the hot and PJs in hot Louisiana, which we are drinking coffee from there right now, uh, you will get delicious coffee, wonderful breakfast sandwiches, lunch sandwiches, all sorts of delicious pastries along with, along with boosted tea and all natural Red Bull and zap chips. All right. Thank you. Yes. Today would be uh, Monday. Tomorrow we'll talk about 2A. <laughs> 2A Tuesday, baby. Oh, no, actually, it'd be 2. Yeah, uh, I'm lost. Ew. Yeah, me too. Hey, thank you, guys. It was fun. It was definitely uh, – bye. We'll say that. And we'll, uh, I was getting ready to get into uh, post-production. Uh, okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Dwayne, both of you, thank you for being prepared because I know that Glenn and I enjoyed it. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Adios, Bye-bye. amigos.